stuff, boys. Thanks for doing this. I'm yeah. sitting here with Jason Watson, founder of Pax Verum, and Colt Carpenter, head brewer at Pax Verum. Thanks for doing this, boys. Cheers. Absolutely, man. Cheers. Beautiful day outside, so why not just uh, enjoy the is. day, right? Certainly yeah. is. Well, fantastic. Well, I came to your spot for the first time about like six weeks ago, man, and I just... I live in Noblesville, just down the road, so just love with the aesthetic of everything you guys have built here. And I know you're just getting ready to, or you're just now celebrating your three-year kind of anniversary. So one of my favorite jump-off points is always to, you know, kind of just start with what's the origin story of Pax Verum? Where did the idea come from, and how'd you guys get your start three years ago? Yeah, I mean, the idea is uh, basically a love for beer, a love for brewing, and all things that go along with it, um, sort of sort of happened just you know starting as home brewing and you know spending a lot of years just kind of you know playing with recipes and brewing in my garage uh, essentially is sort of how it started and the love just kept growing and turned into a bigger garage turned into a <laughs> buying a building and building a brewery and kind of getting you know uh, a little bit you know turning I guess pro at it if you will but uh, it all just came back, though, to just the love of craft beer and falling in love with, uh, you know, certain ones at a certain time in my life, which Colt and I actually probably share some of those same. We were just texting the other day about some old school throwbacks that were like, yeah, that that was the one, man. That was the beers that were getting us into it. And, you know, back to Sierra Nevada and like, you know, just some of the cool like uh, he had talked recently about um, Fat Tire. And those were some of the fun things back in the day that just got me a little bit like, hey, this looks like a cool you know way to make beer actually so right that's how it started i mean and so then from there it was you know just batch after batch of home brewing and i actually met colt as a home brewer uh, he was working nice. at a cool supply store here in town called great fermentations and it's where most of the home brewers that i know go and get all their mm-hmm. stuff super cool place um, met colt there he was giving me some good ideas on like yeast strains to use and stuff like that and kept me inspired and Lo and behold, fast forward a few years, and now Colt's working here in my brewery, which is so cool, man. So, yeah, we're having a lot of fun and, you know, just working really hard, but enjoying it. Fantastic. Well, what what was unique about LaPelle? Why why well, this kind of little... Yeah, this... I mean, LaPelle is not a town that I'm really from or had much affiliation with. Yeah. Really what the idea was for me was just trying to find a small town. It, it necessarily, you know, just didn't have to be in LaPelle, but that's... It just sort of every, all the pieces sort of fell into place for us, so that's yeah. that's why Lapel. But really, the idea for me was to build a brewery in a small town, and and build something that's more of um, what's the word like destination type uh, business. So we we really wanted to have something that was just an old building in a small town to where you sort of had to go out of your way to get to us, which kind of weird, but in a way, it's actually kind of cool that that's how it's sure. it's also lived up to those expectations. So. Um, and then uh, just a bonus now on top of that is we've just fallen in love with the little town. I mean, lapel has been great. I mean, the people, everything about it, the support. It's just been an awesome uh, little community to be a part of. And so we've got a bunch of regulars. And yeah, you'll see the same people a couple nights a week and they know exactly what they uh, what they're going to get to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And they're I'd say as well, they're willing to step out and try some other stuff. Uh, well, I think, you know, the next thing I always like to ask after kind of getting how you guys found the area is like, uh, you know, I'm very invested in the cl- my clients' lives, right? So that's one of the things that, you know, and you, you touched on it a little bit, Jason, about sense of community. Yeah. What is this, what is being a part of this town and what you guys do 
with the way out, you know out there fest the way out fest um, that has drawn you to to want to stay here for the long haul with this community because they have supported you yeah I mean Colt touched on it I mean it's uh, the the support that we're getting from just such a like you know the, this town is not huge in the scheme of things right. I mean population like maybe 2200 so the support that we get from the locals and just the you know the everyday beer drinkers that come in and, and want to explore our menu um, has been just I mean amazing the support um, and and the way out fest uh, was born and essentially just in the spirit of wanting to find our favorite breweries and bring them all together and do yeah. something just really special and like something sort of way out as far as a beer option goes and and it, you know way out's kind of double meaning it plays on sort of our mentality and also just where we're located too so we just thought right. it was a really fun unique kind of festival um and we're just you know super excited to host it in this little town so it's you know going to take up main street and it's going to be a lot of fun that's really. fantastic yeah. i mean it's you know and way out has a different meaning i mean creativity is a hallmark of this entire universe of craft beer right uh, absolutely yeah. how did you guys come up with the name of pax verum and yeah. then Colt, expand on how the, you've come up with some of the names of your lineup. Well, I'll, I'll start with the name, and then Colt will be able to kind of elaborate on some of the beer names probably too. But uh, uh, we get asked this a lot because it's a really unique, uh, you know, kind of just different name. I mean, it's right. so it's Latin to begin with. And, and, and it all started mainly just because um, just, you know, trying to, trying to be different and trying to come up with something that was just really unique. And so we kind of chose Latin just because it, it uh, just it was different and maybe a little artsy, I guess, if you will. But uh, Pax Verum simply means you know true peace is is what it means. So um, Pax, you know, meaning peace, and Verum is a there's a there's a lot of derivatives of Verum in Latin, but you can you can sum it down to you know truth. Right. So that was really kind of our whole building block of the brewery was like true peace you know we brew in peace sort of thing just kind of hippy dippy but <laughs> sort of fun and unique and nice george carlin call back there man. exactly yeah so big fan actually <laughs> but um so that's sort of like how the name was born it was just it was really just trying to be different with the name and not you know just trying to do the last thing i want to do and be is cliche um, I'm not trying to, you know, have a brewery that, you know, because we're in Lapel, we name every beer after a bulldog or something like that. We're really just trying to be very unique and different, and so yeah. I think we're 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 everything uh, in that. So um, that, that's the name. I mean, that's what it is. It's not more complicated than that. It's just different, and you know, and it's something that I happen to kind of believe in and live by. So sure. And then yep. the, the beer names sort of come from all over. Uh, I'd say a lot of them. Any, a lot of the last year, maybe even two, have some roots to some music uh, in some form or another. Uh, we've yep. also got, you know, some of the old, like the originals, Motorboat, Nectar of the Gods, and Reptilia. Those sort of stemmed out of Jason and Doug, one of the other owners, like homebrewing. So yep. those are sort of cores. Is you know, they didn't, we didn't decide to change them once we, you know, started a brewery because it already was a thing. So yeah, uh, now we're. You know, we're on to, we're drinking Perpetual Spiral, which really wasn't any musical reference. It just was like, yeah. sort of just a... Yeah, we, were, we just, were just trying to find an infinite type name, and, you know, Perpetual was sort of the infinite part, and then there you go. Then it's like, well, you know, how about we spiral into a perpetualness, and that's sort of, like, just weird stuff like that's how yeah. we sit and come up with names. 
Uh, sometimes it depends on the mood Colt might be in. He might throw out a name. It's like, heck yeah, dude, that's pretty cool. And it, it's and it's moods I'm in, or it's an album I'm listening to. Yep. It's just weird stuff like that. And so there's no blueprint for how we come up with a name, essentially. Like the one of the last ones that we actually sort of came up with together was I wrote a new recipe for a, for a hazy pale hazy like small hazy IPA and brewing it for the first time. Got music on and uh, put. Bright Eyes on uh, digital, Di- yeah, yeah, digital Ashford, digital Urn. Yeah, there's a cool album and double album called we that. We were like listening to it, and it was just that's the name. Yeah. And then we did a variant of it that then became Digital Ash. And so we've got it was just this like interesting way to like, oh, this is a really hitting right now, and we're listening to it as we brew it, and just sort of felt right yep and that's the fun and i mean that's sort of what it's all about i mean we're very music centric here too i mean i will say like most of everything that motivates the tap room is very Mm -hmm. music centric (laughs) so we have zero tvs that was always part of my plan i wanted no tvs in this thing oh awesome Um, we have a projector that we use every once once a a month and it's i think kentucky derby was the last time we rolled it down (laughs) and about i was here for that 20 minutes later we rolled it back up so i mean we have a you know, time and a place for all that stuff, but we really wanted to build something that gets people talking and communicating and hanging out over right. over the love of beer and not the love of whatever game is on or you know. I mean that those places are great and you know I'll go to them, but I wanted a place that was just sort of just beer and music centric, and that's what we're doing here. Sense of community, right? Sense yep, of you know. community, and that's so uh, oddly enough, a lot of our names sort of come out that way too. So you'll. If you really look into the names, you'll find that a lot of them have something to do with some sort of band or lyric or or just whatever we're feeling particular day. So, yeah. Makes sense. Or how our beer hits. Yeah. We decide we had a name going into it, and then, yep. ah, that's that tastes not like that name. Let's uh, <laughs> let's brainstorm something else, because yep. you gotta, you got to go with how you feel on it. Yep. So. Well, that, that leads me into my next question as you kind of tinker with stuff. Obviously, your lineup is full of your successes, right? Colton, this may be more of a question for you as the as the, the main brewer here is have you ever thought of something maybe look good on paper kind of thought the blends would you know come together well and then when you taste it it's just kind of dead on arrival so give me a example of maybe a failure that led to a success mm, I got I know one immediately that comes to mind go for it well karmic wealth I feel oh, like yeah, is a great yeah. one uh, so so yeah this actually is really like recent this was uh this winter so uh one of our cores is cloud of judgment uh i say core it's constantly in rotation but it if it doesn't show up i'm fine uh, it's gonna be a browned every two weeks basically so um i set out to brew it and we get our yeast from that from imperial organic out in uh portland Oregon and then the nation gets hit with a snowstorm and ice storm and uh, it's supposed to be overnighted to us and it's not and I had already brewed and I was waiting on it and it doesn't show and then Portland's covered in ice and then Memphis is covered in ice and we ended up uh, not getting it that yeast for eight days nine days from when we ordered it and it was Finally got to the end of the week, and I preserved the wort, uh, the pre-beer, basically, and it's just like, well, I uh, I don't feel comfortable letting this wait any longer. I'm willing to try something, so I had some um, 
Saison yeast from uh, another beer sitting, and yep. I was like, I'm just going to throw some of this at it, and we're going to rock and roll and see what happens. And he's out doing deliveries, and I t- I'd call him and tell him, I'm about to do this. He's like, okay. Yeah. And then we tasted it a couple days later after it finished out, and uh, I was like, I'm, we're throwing fruit at this. We're going to... Um, we're gonna sour this as well, and through our process that we do, and it was just built on top of each other. And then the name sort of was, the name was funny. Uh, it's Karmic Wealth, and yeah. I actually every time he had typed it, I read Karmic Wrath because in my mind that beer just had laid wrath to me. And actually, it should have been called <laughs> Karmic Wrath. Yeah. It will just, it, it'll get you. It's, it's 9.6% <laughs> okay. pineapple and pomegranate. It's a bad and... boy. It sneaks up on you. It's super smooth. But man, what a what a success though out of a batch that we really had no idea how we were going to salvage it. Yep. Um, just, oh, due to, just due to mother nature and, uh, and logistics, but it's, a, it's an amazing beer. And that's, so that one's literally a mistake. I mean, I mean, maybe it wasn't our fault, but still, it was a batch that we weren't sure what we we're going to do with, and so the worst thing you can do is, as a, as a brewery, is make wort and have to yeah. dump it down the drain. Yeah. Whether it was due to a fermentation issue or you had lack of yeast, you know, that's on our end before it's fermented. We're talking, you know, thousand bucks, but once it's fermented yeah. in the revenue, we're talking tens of thousands yeah. of dollars. Mm-hmm. So those are, you know. I would have rather dumped it if I didn't have any yeast, but I was like, I think I can make something out of this because my brain's going all over the place. And yeah, it's it's oddly enough now one of my favorite uh, beers. I know partly too because I know it won't be around much longer, but um, and we'll brew it again, I'm sure. But uh, but also just because it's so so nice and smooth on a, on a warm day, especially it's it, like today. Actually, it's a great beer for that. So happy accident, then. right? Happy exactly. accident. So then. there's one for you. On that. <laughs> well, I love it, man. That's fantastic. It's uh, you know I think you got, both of you having a background as of, of home brewing. You kind of I always like to ask, what's the first beer that hooked you? You mentioned Fat Tire. That was that was that was my first yeah. kind of craft that kind of bit me and gave me the bug to yeah. want to explore different palettes and different tastes and whatnot. What was it for you boys? I I mean, it's still a beer I go to. I actually just sent an article online about it, but like Bell's too hard. It's still to this day. Uh, from the first time I had it to now, it it's delicious. It's fantastic. It's everything that I want in an IPA. Uh, outside of that, I'd probably put like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Sure. Because I mean, I Your grandfather. Yeah, yeah, I graduated college, and you know, we were drinking cheap beers but it was you know I started dabbling uh, I went to college in Anderson so we'd go to the Herat and Muncie and they had the biggest beer collection in Indiana at the time so we were drinking oh, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff but as far as what I could just go to the liquor store and buy those were it outside yeah. of that I I remember falling in love with uh, Grolsch because um, it was just this delicious lager that was in a cool swing top bottle yeah the swing tops man uh Outside of that, I'd say I really fell for some Belgian and triples. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana-wise, um, Bruges, may they rest in peace. Yep. Uh, triple Ripple. I remember the first time I had that triple, I I might have been a little intoxicated, but I shed some tears. Uh, it was that good. So <laughs> That's awesome. Well, no response. That's what yeah. you want, right? That's awesome. Yeah. Well, as far as uh, on the operations side... Um, coming to your three-year mark as an anniversary 
uh, maybe this plays more to your forte, uh, is, uh, is it different owning a brewery, operating a brewery than you thought it would be? Yes and no. I mean, yeah. so I, I went into this fairly educated about like what to expect and, you know, the day-to-day rigors of it's a business, no matter sure. if it's beer or whatever, it's a business. So I, I kind of knew going into it what I'm getting into for sure. But, but yeah, this, the growth, uh, the thing that you're never ready for is just how fast things are hitting you. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I can, I can wake up every day and digest like what's happening, but it's the speed of when it's happening is kind of, you know, Cole, he sees me every day. I'm, he sees the like, oh my God, like, okay, how are we going to figure this out now? <laughs> yeah. It's constant, like figuring out problems, but they're good problems. I mean, sometimes in the moment, it's hard to see it that way, but uh, it's it's good problems that are happening. I mean, we're yeah. expanding and growing faster than I kind of anticipated, but uh, and, and we and we're constantly in conversation as well. Yeah, uh, we're we, week to week on how everything's going. Even though he's planning things out a quarter ahead, I mean, yeah. we're we're week to week still though. Like, okay, let's make some changes here, move this there. I mean, it's it's down in the trenches for sure in here. But well, and even to that, like this. Going into next week, up until yesterday, I was going to brew four times next week, and then it was, okay, I'm starting to look at space, and I'm like, okay, we need the beer, but at the same time, we don't have the space for the beer, for cold storage, so, okay, I'm going to flip this and only brew three times, and then that gives me three times the next week, so I'm, I see the logistics of it, where, like, I then tell him, hey, man, we're out of space, uh we got to figure out what we're doing. We got to maybe, yeah. maybe it's talking about price cut and it's not like cutting prices, but it's okay. We're not seeing this move. Maybe we need to come down two or three bucks because two or $3 at times is what a liquor store looks at. But yeah, these are the it, kinds it's of silly things, things that you yeah. run into that you, you know, you have to you be don't quick on of. your feet and yep. yeah, it's uh, sitting down before you build one of these. You're not thinking about those details, but that is the day to day stuff that you're sure. It's a battle of, moving beer and having more beer follow and and the beers the quantities are getting more and more which is good i mean that's the whole idea but uh at this stage in the game three years you know after having three years in um it's starting to get you know a little harder and harder because of the 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 expansions that are happening um so it's just a constant growth's a tricky thing right that's what i guess that's what i'm trying to say you know when i the, a lot of the business owners, individuals I work with, it's it's kind of trying to take them out of a scarcity mindset into more of a abundance mindset. Right. But growth is a tricky thing. It you don't sure want to grow is. too fast. Right. Because cash can be king and cash could be yes, killer. Sir. Right. So trying to find that happy medium is it's difficult. Very much difficult yeah. at times. Luckily, I've got a, I've got good partners. I've got a good brewer. I've got a lot of really great help. So it helps me like not stress out completely um, just knowing that i've got good people and that's right. sort of the secret ingredient all oh, sure. around but uh but yeah i mean we all work really well as a team and i think everybody the, the beautiful thing about it is with everybody that's in the equation here is we're all sort of looking at it um with the one focus of we want it to do well we want the business the brewery to to excel so I know when Colt's sitting there at the computer and figuring things out, I mean, he's he's really looking at not just his brew weeks, but he's really looking at what's best for the company, which, I mean, that to me is priceless. I mean, that's what it's all about. So when you can find people that are, like, have the same goals and vision, it sort of takes a lot of the stress that would normally just, you know, kill you out of the equation because now it's just let's figure it out together, let's make it work, 
what do we got to do? In our case, we got to build a ton of cold rooms. So like we're in the next month, there's going to be a dramatic change in our back, you know, lot here of just massive cold room storage. And that is sort of for us the next step to be able to take that next leap of growth. So gotcha. Are you going to peel away into your no, yard here? No, we won't really have to. Go back and expand. Yeah, yeah it's just kind of outside the that perimeter right there of the patio and it's just going to take up the whole back lot essentially so well, you told me and i, I want to because we kind of highlight this back area i just want to say yeah. this is one of the best gardens i've seen oh I mean, man thanks and that's, I that's awesome and you told me before that you were in landscaping yeah. design and that's what i was man my past life exemplified in this place <laughs> well, thank man. You. i love it man that so always the, warms my heart thank yeah, you yeah, so where are the ideas behind how you wanted to set this up come about because i'll show everybody kind of some, yeah some roll footage of of the backyard here because i absolutely love it man well, you guys I mean, got the cornhole but more or less an open garden feel with some with some unique spots that's all it was it was just yeah. i wanted to have a space that just didn't feel like you're in a little farm town i wanted you to feel like you're in a whole different place when you're here yeah and so with this patio the whole idea was just to create a couple different environments so we, the, the, where we're sitting is kind of just the you know the conventional beer garden kind of environment and then up up front in the patio is more of kind of a lush like little garden area it's got you know high like high top table seating and a stage for our bands and things like that and so it kind of two different little environments back here was sort of what i was trying to do and, and, and then, then this winter because of the pandemic and yeah. all we were trying to figure out what we were going to do as far as how do we continue to have business in the winter when yeah your capacity isn't there so we were talking about a, a tent of some sort we talked about a couple different options because we naturally will close in our uh, patio area that's roofed, mm -hmm. but that still isn't, you know, comforting to a lot of people where it's like, we want to go and have our own space. So we ended up uh, buying a couple of the igloos and uh, placing those. Yeah. And the response was huge. I mean, like, we, I we were blown no away. How many people were going to want to do that? Well, it that's interesting because I just talked with Brian Graham at Four Day Ray and I asked yeah. him how the idea of the igloos came about. Yeah. And he said the initial uh, kind of uh, getting past codes and things like this, because DNA is a plastic bubble, right? With right. A, with a heater. Yeah. Right. I mean, that is what it is. And it, it kind of gets you around Midwest, that little. Right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, so for us, it, the patio is just one of those extensions to the brewery that's so important. And, it, and I was throwing out all kinds of ideas, and Colt's actually the one that came up with the igloo idea. And I thought, man, I mean, we should try it. And yeah. so. I mean, it was crazy how much they were booked up. It we, was, we were booked. I had no idea how yeah. many every weekend, we have, like every crazy. spot that we would have yeah. was booked. Like we're starting to like, okay, do we buy more? <laughs> right. like, what do we do for next? Yeah, we year? just dipped our toe with a couple, but <laughs> well, I think next year like, we probably uh, do a couple more at least. It's almost like this because I was talking to Dave Cole to Sun King, and he's like, "Covid giveth and Covid taketh away," yeah. and it's just like this burgeoning business that allowed people to kind of insulate yeah at the same way up here in the midwest where it gets cold you can kind of use that universally absolutely forward, right yeah. so yeah it was interesting to say the least but yeah you have to you have to be nimble like in those in that time during the pandemic to figure out ways to creative ways to still get people here have them feel safe but yet you know still want to get out and do things and the, the igloos are almost like that perfect fine for that yeah. so and i'd say as well like with that we not only did we you know in the winter move to igloos but like right before I came on in June, July, yep. I mean, I've known these guys for years, but they started canning a little bit more. And then I came in and I was like, let's, we're let's flip tanks <laughs> and we're going to flip, like we're going to flip tanks and make beer and we're yeah. going to can and keg because especially bars weren't buying beer. So yeah. 
we had to be he said nimble we had to adjust to what the market wanted and we yeah. we constantly are like okay it's summer like right now we're we just canned on monday and we were talking motorboats one of our cores we were planning on doing 10 barrels of cans and 10 barrels of kegs and it was like well it's not gonna be in kegs again until a month or month and a half out so we need to adjust because we've got some accounts that they they've said that's one all the time well we didn't have that a year right. ago because everyone was closed still you know we yeah so we we're constantly looking at what our accounts want uh i take a wider approach i think than our accounts and just look at the market as a whole of yeah. where things are going and so we've pushed a lot towards cans and that's basically what that's full it, of it's now. what's growing the business i mean the, right. so the canning alone is sort of what's growing the company um at the pace that we were talking about earlier, it's yeah, just yeah. much quicker pace. The canning is definitely what's helping drive that, which is great. Um, but we didn't really build this facility to like to run Cooking. a canning. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> part of the much, part yeah. of the problem solving yeah. is okay. How do we just constantly run cans through here? But we're we're doing it. It just means a lot more cold storage. But and that's, that's also part of what's next. And, and that's like yeah, we're that, trying to always play that game of. Okay, what do we do next? Yeah, so, and we're and we we'll, and we persevere. I, I think I pride myself on the fact that no matter the adversity, like we're always figuring out how to make it happen. And I think yeah. that's the the craft community though as a whole. Sure. I mean, that's sort of the game we're in. We're not. You have to be able to just figure out ways around whatever obstacles are happening and solve it. And it's it's sort of what we do. You know, that's um, fantastic. Kind of the fun and the love of it, honestly, because it's not for everybody. You gotta be like. <laughs> sort of <laughs> you know get that wild itch man yeah you, you gotta be ready to get in the in there and, and just the grind I mean but but at the end of the day it's rewarding I, you know we're drinking a beer now looks like we need some refills but like this is what it's all about so, gotcha we yeah. wanna take a pause get a refill and then absolutely a couple man. more questions and we'll wrap it. it up I love it man sweet mm. alright we'll come back in cool here good stuff so Coming back to kind of the heart of what you guys are trying to do with the with the different blends and beers and styles and whatnot, any of the trends that you're seeing in the space kind of make you kind of tick your head a little bit and go, why are they doing that? Or is there any that you kind of like the momentum behind them? I, I mean, that's tough. I, I can say, so we do a lot of the New England IPAs, the hazy IPAs. Uh, we dabble in the milkshake style. And um, a hazy IPA, I've learned to appreciate. Uh, I came to grips a couple years back in my brewing career that just because I make it doesn't mean I have to love it as a beer, but I have to believe in it as a product as far as it's got to taste good. I'm not going to put something out that I can't at least be okay with my name being on. So now that I'm here, that's the same thing. Uh, There's not a PAX beer that I'm willing to let release if I'm not okay with it. so, yeah, that hazy side of it is, has taken me a while, but milkshakes I'm not a big fan of. So we used to do uh, Bitch Be Cool, which was a Pulp Fiction reference, but with our growth, we decided to rename and rebrand. So we've got a, it, it's now little differences because each version is a little bit different and um, it allows me to play with hops and try things out and different fruits. But that's one that I can enjoy, I can appreciate what I made, but I'm not going to be, you know, I might drink eight ounces of it and be, call it good, but I'm not going to be drinking a pint uh, every day. Gotcha. Um, 
I'm not big on the uh, smoothie style, and I know that's been big for the past, you know, couple years. Um, you know, 450's got something going for them, uh, and that's cool, but it's not anything we care to be a part of. Uh, I do fruit beers, but I'm not going to overly fruit. I want the beer to still be a beer. I don't want to drink puree. Uh, <laughs> and that's where a lot of the industry, not a lot, but that's where part of the industry is at, is yeah. producing these beers that are overly sweet and overly fruited, and I'm good. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather sit back and drink a Pilsner or a lager or, you know, Belgian Saison any day than drink some massively fruited beer that I can barely swallow. Understood. Now, I'm starting to, they're starting to see this trend where, you know, it seems like once a brewery reaches a certain size, they, they start to change over from brewery to beverage company. You're seeing groups bring out distilleries, you're seeing groups bring out the seltzers and everywhere in between. Do you guys have any visions of wanting to bring out something other than craft beer and well, kind of enter into that kind of... Yeah, we actually just uh, a month, three weeks ago, a month ago now, uh, rolled out our first seltzers. Okay. So our seltzer line is called Day Spa. Uh, it sort of just came out of just us making it. I, the, the backstory is I was laid off from the brewery I was at previously. I live in Anderson. I know these guys, and I'm texting Jason like, hey, man, we need to make a seltzer. And so it was my COVID project. I was laid off of work. Gave me a reason to, like, come in and, like, wake up in the morning, come in and try to figure something out. And so we did couple iterations finally started dialing it in and uh, seltzers are crazy because you have to rethink the whole science sure. but then also the TTB which governs us doesn't touch it so they're like we won't let you do it but the FDA will so I then have to pay and get lab samples sent and it's a whole other thing that me as I a no brewer yeah me as a brewer I was like <laughs> okay looks like I gotta learn and uh, so if you actually look at our seltzer cans, there's an FDA label on it that states calories and all of the things that would be on, you know, a soda can or anything like that. So yes, we are, we're tracking towards a beverage company, I guess you could say, quote unquote, but uh, ultimately we're always going to be a brewery. Um, the seltzers are, it was more so, I started it and I wanted to have fun learning something new and stretching my brain and giving my myself a reason to wake up uh so i've got a couple uh in test fermenters that might make it like make the cut and get sent for samples and uh we might end up and do a mix pack we're you know i'm still going to constantly play with them introduce some new flavors it just sort of depends on where we go distillery i'd love to but i i doubt it it's uh as you can see we are already a super small space and sure uh, that's not going to happen here. Now we could grow and decide to do that, but I don't see it at the moment. Gotcha. With with the area that you guys are in, it's almost likened to when I when I go down to Taxman in Bargersville. Kind of mm -hmm. got this like city block. It's kind of it's become their communal place, yep. right? Do you guys see or would the community be open to you guys kind of expanding in and around and back around to where your current location is? So we are. Uh, in the process of trying to make a kitchen of some sort happen. Uh, we're partnering in with a, the building owner next to us to put something 
on in this in this building right here. So that's sort of something that we're gonna do, but it's still it's not gonna be a solely us. It's part of us. It's connected. Gotcha. As far as our growth point, we're not gonna stick here. There's not enough room. We would have to demol- demolish a good amount of houses to really grow and. Uh, the housing market's not going to allow that to happen. Yeah, not not now. It's uh, it's interesting times. Well, last question for you, uh, for you, Colt, is uh, I do this with every client I sit down with uh, for the first time is just to ask them, what do you want to accomplish in the next three years? That if we were to sit down with a podcast again, and it could be professionally, financially, mm-hmm. emotionally, but as it pertains to you guys and what you're doing here at Pax Verum, if we sit down three years from now and look back on say what do you guys want to accomplish then that we can say hey you guys were on the right path man you're you're rocking and rolling yep so i'd say for myself and my i mean my vision of it obviously jason's not here right now but we talk constantly about what that future looks like what's our um we talk about sustainable growth and i'm pushing us a little bit outside of the comfort of sustainability we're still sustainable but we're right on that tipping point where we could go too heavy we could go not heavy enough so we're trying to you know it's a ebb and flow but um i i'm gonna say that for us we're we're looking at a at a new facility uh in the next three years we're before that it's trying to expand our market reach in the state um i will say one of the things that um i love that sun king's motto was for uh, for their growth was um, Clay used to, I've heard him say it many times, but was, I would rather be in every bar in Indiana than touch outside the state. So we're not necessarily going for that fully, but I want to slowly expand into, Indi- like we're already in Indianapolis, so we're doing some Muncie, we're starting in Bloomington, we're about to start up 65 and hitting uh, Lafayette and keep going. So I would rather keep my growth inside the state and not have to hire a distributor right away because I'm going to lose money doing that. So my goal is grow from inside out. And then in that we will randomly, we've made friends with uh, beer zombie uh, out in Vegas. Uh, we've got some connections into Ohio. So we might drop some, some random product where, you know, the beer zombie bottle shop can, has had our stuff before, but we might, cool, here's a skid, here's 40 cases, uh, or here's a couple kegs, things like that, and do the same over in Ohio. But it's it's tough when we're, we haven't hit a 1,000 barrels of production in a year yet, so we're, that's this year. So I can't say when we're fully expanding outside the state. Gotcha. Um, it gets tough when you try to, you know, that sustainable growth really holds you back, and with our space and all that, we're trying to move as much product because we want those kegs back. We want you to re-up on your can order. So we're, we're trying that. We've got uh, my Andrew, who was my assistant brewer. We moved him into our uh, sales position uh, in January. So he's really actually been able to help grow that and uh, make it more of a consistent. We're hitting pretty much the consistent weekly number. And now it's okay. We've got this steady. Now let's keep growing and uh, target these areas so we're uh, in the process of or in yeah process I guess works of needing to hire a full like for full or part-time delivery driver because uh, we have a van that 
we deliver our own. That's mm. the beautiful thing of Indiana. I don't have to have a distributor, so I can drive all across the state. But uh, currently, uh, this week it was Jason doing it. Well, that means Jason's held away from here, which there's times that I either need a hand or uh, he needs to, you know, focus on some of the bigger picture items. And uh, it just gets tough when you're trying to do that. As far as expanding a little bit further outside of the immediate growth and where that's heading, we're going to, in the next two to three years, buy a property of some sort, whether that's starting from just the ground or taking and refurbing something. Uh, I'm I'm advocating for Anderson, mostly because I'd like a five-minute drive instead <laughs> sure. of a 20-minute drive. Logistics, maybe. Um, but I also have a, a heart for Anderson and Madison County. Uh, I didn't grow up here. I moved here, went to college, and stuck around. But uh, GM was here back in, you know, until the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, slowly, you know, dwindling and really demolished a lot of the jobs. So I'm a big big advocate for I want to invest in here, whether that is lapel, which and we build our own building or we take and move, uh, you know, production facility into Anderson and reuse another property so that's in our timeline when it'll happen we're not sure it's just it's trying to figure out all the moving pieces Uh, that's the biggest end goal that's probably right about three years out Uh, just with our growth trajectory we're going to cap in this facility at about 12 to 1500 barrels a year and to keep going and you know get to that sort of next level we need more space. We need more tanks. We need more brewing, and uh, it's it's hard to brew twice in a day on this system because it's electric. So we're uh, sort of hindered to we're handcuffed to our own devices, and uh, you know, getting a new system that would produce bigger batches, but then we can double batch and triple batch gives us the growth potential. So gotcha. well, that's beautiful, man. Well, cheers. Thanks for sitting down. Appreciate to Jason you. Yep. giving his time as well. For all those that want a cool place to come, come to Lapel, Indiana. Check out Pax Verum. I sing their praises. Great stuff, man. Beautiful. Thanks, bud. Thanks. Cheers. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. For the latest on Financial Views with Local Brews, please check out our website at financialviewswithlocalbrews.com. You can also find us on YouTube via our channel there under the same name, Financial Views with Local Brews, as well as follow us on all of our social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, where you can like and connect with us throughout the craft beer universe that we're trying to explore here in the great state of Indiana. As always, cheers. The next round's on me, and I look forward to seeing you for future episodes. Bye, everyone.